Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're watching from. We're so grateful that you're here today. A couple things before we get into our content today. First and foremost, we're always glad to have visitors to the Visual Lounge. Don't forget to like, subscribe, do all that good stuff that helps make sure you get the latest and greatest episodes as we release them and other content as we put it out. So go ahead, do that right now if you're on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast later, what I recommend is you uh, make it part of your favorites so that you're always getting the new episodes, whether you're in Apple, Amazon, Spotify, we're in all those places. So uh, one big announcement, big-ish announcement before we get going again in the content, uh, I wanna say we only, we're gonna do a couple more episodes. We're gonna do uh, next week, I've got ones coming up. Uh, it's gonna be some good, some about mistakes because we all make mistakes. Uh, we're gonna talk to Dan Latner from the Audiate team about Audiate. He's going to help us walk through that. And we've got uh, Cassie Labore is going to be coming back and we're going to be working on her video like we did a couple weeks ago, progressing there. And then we're going to do something we haven't done in two years. We are going to take uh, a little bit of an extended break for a couple weeks and we're going to allow ourselves to think about the show, what it needs to be, how to make it even better for all of you. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that as I'm you know, as excited as, and much as I love doing the show every single week. Uh, we'll take four to six weeks just to, to take a break for the summer, uh, give ourselves a chance to, you know, do all that stuff. Cause we started actually going, I've been live streaming almost every single week or creating content for almost every single week since March of 2020. Uh, and so it's just, it's been a long time. We just want to step back and say like, Hey, what's working? What's not working? We want to make the absolute best content and show for all of you. Uh, it, it, we're not going away. We just, we just want to take a break give Jesse a chance to not have to monitor social media for a couple of weeks. Give me a chance to really think about what's the best content, uh, get uh, more wonderful and fantastic guests lined up and things like that. So uh, hope hope you'll stick with us over that time. We know it's, that's a long time to, to be on break and people often forget about things that are constant. Uh, well, we hope you won't do that with us, but we uh, just want to let you know that's coming up here. Uh, we'll set an official date here soon, but in July sometime we'll, we'll start taking a break and then we'll be back probably, uh, maybe mid-August or so, maybe, well, give or take, we'll see. So, okay, so with that said, I'm excited for today. It's just me today, so if you if you don't like that, you'll have to go listen to something else. However, uh, we are gonna be talking about choosing the right image, and this is something I've, I've talked about in different places before, right images and right videos. Uh, we're gonna walk through some stuff. It's, it's pretty high level. If you're newer to video, I think this will be really good, kind of the level set you. If you're an expert and you're already making lots of video, you might take away a couple things. Otherwise, you might be like, "Yep, I, I already do this well." But I wanna, I wanted to go through this because I think, based on the things I saw last week with Camtasia, um, 2022 is just awesome stuff that came out. I think it's really important for us to make sure that, regardless of our tool, we are level setting on why and how we're going to go about making our videos because the tool is important. Like you can do some sweet things that only. As far as I know, only Camtasia is gonna make that really easy, like those cursor paths and the large cursor, make it so easy. Uh, but despite all that, we, you know, if regardless of your tool, you still have to have good foundational stuff to make a good engaging video, whether it's a demo video, whether it's a tutorial, whether you're trying to convince somebody to make a purchase or you're informing someone, you you want some good structural and foundation. So we're gonna walk walk through that today. Uh, yeah, thank you, Garth, for the that comment. And I, I think, uh, Jesse is right that we want lots of questions today. That's always helpful. So, so here's what we're gonna do. Let's let's start in the beginning. Here's just uh, got a PowerPoint. We got slides. I we got slides. I repurposed some slides, and we're just gonna go with it because I think they're they're really valuable. So level setting. 
where we start. Oftentimes we hear and we know as the visual lounge, we know that sometimes you struggle with like, ah, oh, I'm not really good at making video or I don't want to be on video. I don't like my voice. You've got all the concerns in the world about why you shouldn't be making a video. But I think with the right decision making, you can overcome some of those challenges. Some of that is just work. Just you got to do the work to overcome the, the fear of being on camera, the sound of your voice. Those are doable, solvable problems. Uh, we'll refer back to what something that Mark Lassoff has said. Uh, who was a guest on the show, he said that, you know, making video is not about talent, it is about skill. And you can learn your skill. Talent, you know, you gotta be talented or whatnot, but like, we, video is a very learnable thing. You can learn to make good voiceover, you can make, learn to make good videos, screencasts, whatever it might be. So I want you to just to be thinking about as we begin here, you know, you are capable of these things and it's just gonna take a little work to get there. If you're uncertain and unsure, there's some questions you might need to answer, but it is all very doable. Okay, the very first thing we're gonna talk about is when you go to set out to make a video, and I again, I don't care what type of video you're making, what you're making it for, who you're making it for. You have a reason for making that video, and you have to make sure that you're committed to that purpose. So if I make an episode of the Visual Lounge, which is essentially a video, I have a purpose. Today, I wanna to convince you, and I want you to understand that making a video is doable and there are decisions to be made and that I want you to make those right decisions. And now, I'm not gonna make the right decisions for you. I can't tell you what the right decisions are. But if you think about that purpose, it's gonna allow you to be able to focus in on the really the root of what your video needs to be. You're gonna start, it's gonna help you not only focus on the root, it's gonna help you focus on your audience. We often have talked about audience on the show as kind of a passing thing, like, oh, know your audience. But it is so critical because what is it that your audience wants? What is it that they need? What is it they're looking for? You know, are you trying to help them become a, a better realized version of themselves or to gain that skill that they need? Is it to help them to envision themselves in using your product or is it to, you know, instruct them so that they can be better in something, whatever it is. Your purpose needs to be the preeminent thing that you're thinking about regardless of the image or video that you use because it's going to inform every decision after this. The, your per, if it doesn't go back and support your purpose, it's not the right video. If it doesn't go back and support your purpose, it's not the right image. So we really wanna hone in on this and understand that. We'll talk a little bit about how to get there, but I think innately, when you start sit down and start saying like, it's like, what is it that I want to be true for this video? I want it to teach someone, help someone, et cetera, et cetera. I don't wanna keep repeating that over and over, but think about your purpose. The next thing we're gonna start thinking about is the structure. And you know, you're gonna do some more analysis, right? But that, the, the, trust me, the analysis is part of this. But uh, I hope you like my graphics, by the way, because at the bottom, uh, you know, video game theme, you think about the old 80s uh, arcade game, Rampage, you got to play like kind of like a King Kong, Godzilla, and you got to destroy the city, right? Like the, there is structure to videos. And even if you're not structuring your video, that's a structure, it's chaos. And chaos isn't necessarily successful in this case. So we wanna be thinking about not only the structure of like what's gonna be in our video, but how are we gonna go about making our video? Because again, if we're trying to make the right video and, or choose the right image, we need to think about these things in a way that's gonna allow us to make the right, to, to make decisions along the way. If something stays, something goes. If we add something, we take something away. Because that's really fundamentally what we do with video editing. We add and we take away. That's it. 
Video editing is adding and taking away. And so there's structure there that allow us to get to the root cause, kind of that root core of what it is that we need. And we'll talk about some different structures here because I want to also say I am an advocate of certain structures. There's certain paths and plans and things that I like to advocate and teach. Does that make them the best way? Absolutely not. You might be looking at a, a structure that you think works perfect for you. And if that allows you to get to that purpose, that end state goal that you've set, fantastic. I, I, I honestly, that does not hurt my feelings in any way. If you say, Matt, your structure is too heavy handed. It's too much. Cool. Great. Do one that does, that does the job that you need it to do. But we want to be thinking about structure, particularly with videos. And I think this probably overall presentation will be pretty video heavy. Because if you don't have that structure, a structure in mind for how you're going to move through that workflow or what that video is going to lay out, there's kind of two levels of structures there. You're going to spend a lot of time trying to figure it out. And you're going to be spending a lot of time working through problems that don't necessarily need to be worked through or that could have been easily worked through because you did it in a different, you didn't do it in the right order. If you do it in the right order, it makes your life a lot easier. So let's look at some of that structure. This is like by far one of the most basic structures I've ever presented about creating video. And I, I like it because it, it strips away all the complexity of what goes into video creation. You know, we, we talk a lot about like, you know, oh, well, what are all the things you're going to put in here? What are all the things going to do? How are you going to do this? So there's a million pieces, million steps you could take. But for every video that you make, I think they could all look pretty much like this. And think of these as maybe notes. I heard this great analogy about something different, but I'm going to steal it for us. If you have notes, music, musical notes, and you have seven of them, you can write tons and tons of different songs. If you have three songs, three notes can write a great rock song, right? Like you've heard that before, punk rock, right? We're going to hit this C, D, and E or something like that. And you're going to write, a, you could write a song with that. These four parts, you can mix it up a little bit. You can, you can adjust it slightly, but you're going to be able to make a lot of songs, a lot of music with this. First and foremost is your topic or your introduction. This could be literally that. It could be a, an introduction. Hi, in this video, I'm going to talk to you about blah, 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 blah. Now, we know a lot of people may not like that. They, they want to be brought in. So maybe your introduction is like, if you see this a lot with podcasts, maybe more than videos, but it's like a quote from someone from later on in the interview. Or maybe it's uh, you're setting up a problem right away. Have you ever wanted to do X, Y, and Z? Yeah, that's really hard, right? We're going to show you how to make it easy. That's an introduction. You want it to be ca catchy. You want it to be snappy. You don't want to spend too much time on it, but you want to pull your, your viewer in. The next thing is the big, what is it? The main step. What are we talking to them about? And in most cases, and I, I know I've said this before, if you're listening to past episodes, you'll have heard me say this. Most videos should focus on one thing. Only one thing. There should be one thing we're talking about. Now, in that, that, you know, you might have, uh, you know, if we're doing something complex, it might be one thing and there might be smaller kind of steps in that process, but that's still just one thing. But what we don't want to do is get caught up on doing too many things. We don't want to be talking about, let's say we're going to teach somebody uh, how to, uh, I don't know, do a mail merge in Microsoft Office or something like that. Multiple steps there. You need to show them the steps or they're going to get lost and confused. But in that process of teaching them about mail merge, what you don't want to then maybe do is talk to them about like how to insert a table into their email. Two different things, right? Like a, a table, mail merge, different things. And so you want to keep sure, you, you want to be sure to focus on just one kind of 
topic. Now, again, bigger topics, you know, you're teaching something complex, you might have multiple steps, you might have, you might need to break it up a little bit. But again, if we keep it focused on one thing, that's going to keep your viewers attention. They're also setting an expectation. If you go to a video and say it is about uh, the mail merge and you go talk about this other thing, you're likely to lose people. People are likely to stop watching your video because you said you promised them going to talk about this. And then you talked about something different. It doesn't, you know, if you're talking about YouTube, the algorithm doesn't like that. If you're talking about just an internal like learning audience or something like that, they're like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's talking about tables when I'm trying to learn about mail merge. I don't care about tables. And so we want to hit on that, that need next. And, and this one is an optional note, something you don't necessarily need. If we're keeping with our music analogy, the review or refresh, this particularly works again on those more complex series of videos. Let's say it is a multiple steps or maybe you're teaching people how to do something. And it's like your five best ways to do X, Y, Z. The review and refresh stage is something that it should be quick. It should, it can be punchy if you want it to be, but it's like, Hey, we just talked about this. Let me just bring it back into your memory so that you don't forget. Because by the time I went from one to five, you probably forgot what one or two was. So now let's just help you like, Hey, the, the five steps are this, 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 and this we're going to, add our names. I don't know how to mail merge. So this is probably a bad example I've picked for today, but you, you can see, you want to just hit on those really quick. You're going to give them kind of a, this mental boost that hopefully when they, they step away from your video, whether that's, they turn it off, they go, you know, they get up and, and leave and do something else when they come back, hopefully they're going to better remember the steps or things that you wanted them to remember. Again, that should just be very quick, very fast and get to the point. The last thing, and this is, one, I think uh, we sometimes overlook, especially in the learning and development field, uh, other places it's, it's maybe a little marketing. It's a lot more natural. Uh, but I think your video, you think about your purpose is your purpose to get, then get them to do something for a lot of learning and development videos. And for instance, I don't want to just teach you an idea. I don't want you just to understand something. That's a, that's probably a bad learning objective. But what's the thing I want you to do? Do I want you to take an action? Do I want, do I need you to fill out a form? Do I need you to do something and show that you can, you can actually do the thing that I've taught you, but we should build in some kind of call to action. And maybe if we're in a series of complex, maybe pieces of information, maybe the next thing is to go get more information. That's a valid opportunity for someone to go and, and do right. So you want to be thinking about again, what's our, well, how am I introducing this topic? How am I getting their attention? How am I letting them know what this is about? What am I teaching them or telling them or talking to them about? What is there a need for a recap? And then what's the next action? So now with that said, let's go on to our next step. Come, come along with me. See, I'm trying to apply this right here in this video in a very short form. Okay. So when we talk about structure, that's like a video framework, right? Like the video looks like this. These are, this is the framework that's a much bigger, let's go build the video. And this is where people get intimidated a lot because, oh my gosh, there's a lot of steps. There's a lot here. What are we going to do? Take a breath. It's okay. Because some of these things people are, you're already doing this naturally. And some things you're going to be like, Oh, I, I don't, I don't need that, Matt. And that's cool. Cross off the things you don't need. Uh, but here we go. You know, we, we talked a lot. We talk a lot about pre-production, you know, what's the need, what is our purpose? Who's our audience? We've already talked about those. What's the objective? Not only what am I hoping they do, but what, what do they need to do? What do we want to get out of it? 
kind of goals. Do I need 10 people to watch this? Do I need a thousand people to watch this? Does everyone in the company need to watch this? Like our, our logistics, where does this live? What's the size? We got content type here. You know, is it a more of an animated? Is it live? Is it camera? Is it screen recording? Are those pieces coming together? Maybe it's just an image. Maybe it doesn't need a video. Maybe it's just an animated GIF. Um, you know, then our pre-production, we're going to start scripting and outlining and storyboarding. We've got plenty of content in our TechSmith Academy to help you with that. And we've got other episodes of the show that we talk about that here as well. Then we can go from our pre-planning. We've kind of prepared everything. We got ready. We're ready to go. We're start ready to produce it or make it. And it's okay. We're going to set up depending on what we need to set up. Is it, that might mean getting your camera and your microphone set up. It might mean if you're doing screen recording, you've prepared your screen. You know, if you got your camera, you're going to actually record it. We're going to do our screen recording. We're going to do our voiceover of that. Or, you know, if it's a live, more of a like on camera, they're going to say it and record them at the same time. You're going to go through and recapture all that information, bring it together. And we're going to move on to post-production. And, and these four steps are very, very universal. You can add or take away from them. And you might, you know, some people might say, well, I think uh, scripting should be in production. Well, if that's your way you want to look at it, that's awesome. Post-production, uh, and, and these are in somewhat of an order. Um, you know, I think what's key is as you find an order that works for you, something that's kind of repeatable, that you know your process. That's what's really important here. You know your process, not Matt's process. You're thinking about what makes sense to do when. So for, for some people, they'll want to edit their audio first. Other people like to leave the audio towards the end because they're like, I don't need to sweeten it up and do all that stuff. It's just more processing work until we're ready and I've got it exactly the way I want it. But a couple steps here, select the best parts, match audio and video. We're going to trim and arrange footage. And we're going to, once we've done, kind of got that base set of what it's going to look like. We start adding like B-roll. Then we might start adding effects and annotations. Here's, you know, then, hey, it's looking pretty good. Let's start cleaning up, making sure the audio sounds good. You know, then we can get into transitions, which are really one of the last things I like to add because if I've added transitions and I have to go back and change something, ugh, it's always just kind of a little bit of a pain. If you're going to do any color, music or sound effects might be one of the last things you do. If we, we want to caption it for accessibility and then we have to render it. We have to get it in a format out of Camtasia, out of your video editor, into one that your viewer can watch. And then what? Well, we're not done. Just that's great. You made the video. Ready to go, right? Uh, we upload it, help viewers find it, check in out, uh, analytics and follow up uh, as needed, right? So. You got to put it someplace. You need to help people find it, even internally to your organization. If you put it in your learning management system or LMS, guess what? They are not going to find it unless you tell them that they need to go find it. In most cases, uh, analytics. You want to make sure you're also coming back to this. I'm going to talk more about this actually next week, and uh, we're going to do a show called Six Mistakes I Currently Make Around Video," like talking about my real life challenges that I problems I still after 16 years of making videos, things I still make mistakes. We're going to talk about analytics and then you want that follow up in there. You want to make sure that you're actually checking on this video, not just setting it out there, letting it go. Why? Well, if it's public or you, you know, trying to get an audience to watch it, what's working, what's not working. Is there a stumbling block along the way? Is there something else? So whatever your structure looks like, the key is have an example, have a structure that you can follow, have those steps so that you know the way that you like to work and the order you like to do things. So that way, when you're, you're, processing a video, you're not having to think about that. Like, well, do I want to add B-roll now or music now? It doesn't really matter what's working best for you and what's going to give you the best outcomes. Okay. 
One of the ways uh, that I like to think about these things though is kind of like sliders on a, uh, like a mixing board. You are going to do a whole bunch of these different things as you make your video and you're gonna have to decide which, where you spend your time. So maybe you like to spend a lot of time and you're really cranking up your analysis. I'm gonna do all this upfront analysis because it's gonna make me have a better video. Cool. But maybe what you don't wanna do is spend any time on music. Awesome. So you get to slide how much you're doing. These should, if, if in any case of any video, you've take the dials and push them all the way to 11 on every single different track at every different point, guess what? You are going to have problems because you're gonna to try to do too much. Unless someone's paying you a lot of money to do that. But what you need to do is decide like, hey, where am I, where am I gonna spend a lot of time on? Maybe I can push this setup down because I have a setup like here in my office I don't have to set up anymore. I've got my lights, I turn them on. I got my backlights, I turn them on and choose a color. I've got my camera, it's always here. My microphone's always ready. I don't have to spend time on my setup. Maybe a little tweak here and there, but that's it. Maybe I don't, I'm not going, I'm going internal to my audience. Maybe it's like a inside of TechSmith in this instance. Maybe I don't spend a lot of time on cutting because it's like they hear me say um and ah, they know what I talk like. You all know what I talk like but I want, I want to jazz it up a little bit because I want to get some attention or maybe I, I really need to spend more time on getting other people's feedback. You are in control of the sliders. You get to decide what to do and how it looks and how it feels. Uh, and don't be afraid to play with these. You know, different videos are going to require different steps and different amount of work in different areas, but you get to control that and you get to say like, this is really what's where I should be spending my time. But you have to say, this is where I want to spend my time. You can't, if you just leave it, like I know me. I love picking music for videos. And if I, if I leave it to myself to pick the music for the video, guess what's gonna happen? I will spend hours, just hours searching the asset library for cool music tracks to find one that I think, yeah, this, man, this one's really cool, it fits the vibe. And so I have to kind of set a timeline. I'm like, okay, I'm, I've got 15 minutes. I'm gonna look for 15 minutes and something better jump out at me. And you know, I don't have an idea going in kind of what I'm hoping for but you, you just, it's super helpful when you're creating your, your images and video. That's gonna get you the right to the right video, right? Because you're gonna have said, I don't wanna spend too much time on this. The cool thing about video is it's visual. So we do need to spend, as we're picking the right video, we're making the right video, we're picking the right Im image, we gotta think about these visuals, right? What am I going to show that's gonna allow my audience to connect with me? What am I gonna show them that's gonna help them to understand or do something or take action? And so we wanna be really thoughtful and keep some you know, emphasis on video is a visual medium. Your images, obviously, it's in the name, it's a visual. Uh, and so what we really wanna do is just make sure we, we keep that going. Now, I know a lot of people in the audience have made videos, are making videos, so what do you need to make videos? What are the bare requirements? And we talk about this a lot. You know, we always talk about first thing first, get a microphone, get a, you know, then get them, then lights and then a camera. Uh, in this case, you might use your phone. You might have, if you have a laptop, you can make a video. You don't need a phone, a camera or anything else. You've got a laptop. Now your quality might vary depending on what you're going to use, but really that's all you need. A laptop and a microphone and you can make some pretty cool videos. You want to add in the camera, camera footage? Smartphones. I know we talk about this a lot, but the reason I talk about this a lot is because I think there's still the stigma that people think they need to go out and invest in a lot of gear and a lot of money. It, you can definitely do that. And the results, 
you know, I often get uh, comments about my quality of my video. I, I have a camera that I've invested in. And I did that on purpose because I knew I knew my audience. I knew what I wanted to do. Do I have to use that? No. Could I be using this? That's how I started. You know, that two years ago we started about talking about at the beginning of the year, I started using my smartphone. Uh, actually, I might have even started using my webcam on my Mac, which is absolutely just garbage. But we progressed. And so that's really a key. And so you don't need a lot here to get going. And I, I, I want everyone just to start. Start with what you're, where you're at. Now, we talked a little bit about this goals and outcomes, and I, I, I often see this uh, goals and outcomes uh, slightly different when I talk about it. You know, uh, goals are what I hope for. Outcomes are what I hope my, for my, my audience. My goal is to grow subscribers or to increase the number of views or to get people to buy Camtasia, whatever my goal is for that video. The outcome is what do I want for you? I want you to feel confident. I want you to feel like that you're on a good path to making videos. I want you to feel like you understand how to choose and get to making a good video because the right video, right image, you're going to probably touch it. You're not going to go out. You might, maybe you'll find one on YouTube, but it's unlikely. You're going to, the thing that you want to do right now, you're thinking about, I hope you're thinking about the video you want to make is going to be much better than the one that someone else has made. Uh, that had no idea what you were hoping for. So we want to just, I want to emphasize that the right video is going to take some planning and you're going to really emphasize this goal and outcome so that you can be successful, that you can get to what you want, but also, again, coming back to our audience, we're getting them what they want. Okay, so we're going to, we're going to, this is a little interactive. Uh, I'm going to go through these a little bit more linearly just because, uh, you know, real time is, is difficult to, to get this in. If you're listening to podcasts, you won't, you're like, I can't choose anyways. Let's just pick one. So we've got several different categories of areas. We're going to talk about like, what is the right image or right video? And I'll go through most of these. We'll see how we're doing on time, but we'll start with information share out and then we'll just go through these. Um, yeah. So we'll just, you know, if you got questions and stuff like that, make sure you let us know in the chat or if you're listening later, feel free to email us at the visual lounge at techsmith.com. So Let's talk about information share out. What do we mean by information share outs? This, if you're thinking about, I need to do an information share out. I'll just read it here. You want to share out progress on a project which is doing great, but not without challenges. Everyone is heads down with their own work. So this is just a scenario, right? We've got a scenario that we need some information to share. Pretty common in the workplace. In fact, I deal with this very often that I've got updates I need to share out and gosh, everyone's busy and it feels like setting a meeting might not be the best thing. So we're going to look at two different audiences for this, you know, like there's small team, there's large team. So first with small team, right? Really one of the simplest things to do is taking it, make a screenshot of something. Maybe there's a piece of data you want to share. You could do that. You could just turn on Snagit or another video tool and just talk to the camera, talk to the screen, talk to what you're share, trying to share out about. Um, we do this a lot at TechSmith. Uh, if we're asked for feedback, I might make a, a video rather than, you know, trying to schedule a meeting or jump in a call with someone and be like, hey, let's walk through that. I might just be like, hey, here's here's an update. In fact, I did this yesterday. I've been working on this project. I won't go into a ton of details to bore everybody, but it's, uh, you know, I'm trying to get some information organized to help out the bigger marketing team at TechSmith. And I started as kind of this innovation kind of side project and it's kind of keep going, keep going. And I, I needed some direction and I needed direction from our vice president of marketing to say like, hey, is this on track? Is this, 
you know, is this worth my time or should I, should I just like full stop, abandon and move on? So I made a video and it was, it was actually kind of long. It was cause you know, I was trying to go through a lot of details, about eight minute long video. And I said very explicitly when I sent it in Slack, so I didn't have to put it anywhere. I just hosted it on screencast.com. I could have put it on YouTube or wherever. Eight minute video. I said, please watch this at two times speed. And, or at least I thought that if I didn't tell her that. And then I sent it to her and she was able to watch it. And then she said, hey, I this is really interesting. Can we talk about it? And so we did, I was able to get time and we were able to talk about it, but that's all information I didn't have to share with her. So you can think about this when a one-to-one -one communication, it's not gonna be real polished, but you still wanna have an outcome. You still wanna think about what the purpose is. For Pete's sake, I, I know, uh, with Jesse on the social media and monitoring and I, we're both like, no more. We've got so many videos at TechSmith going around. It gets, it gets overwhelming. So we want to be judicious about doing this, but if you can include and uh, kind of clarify information with video and images, that's the right image and video, right? There's no secret sauce to it. Just help me to maybe save on time on meetings, save time on information gathering, help me to catch up, up to speed without having to sit through another 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Um, and it, I mean, Again, there are downsides to doing that all the time, but it can really, I think it can be really beneficial. Now, in terms of a bigger audience, uh, we've got examples at TechSmith, but we do this too. Like you, if you've ever been in an all company all hand and you're kind of sitting there thinking like, of course, we're not all in the office anymore. A lot of it's probably done by Zoom, but you're thinking, uh, this doesn't matter to me. It doesn't affect me. Um, that's kind of problematic. So you can think about from an all company communication standpoint, we, we actually do this very well. Our, our CEO, Wendy Hamilton is really good about doing this. In fact, we just had an update today about some stuff that, uh, rather than, you know, waiting for our kind of all company meeting that happens every Monday at eight 30, which is a live meeting. It's a face, not face to face. It's all virtual right now, but, uh, she sent out a seven minute update on this one particular issue and why, like looking at some data, some things that we had done a survey about and was very, it was very clear. I listened to it in time and a half speed. So it didn't take me seven minutes to get through it. It was very understandable. And now I'm informed. We've got another kind of bigger strategic, uh, kind of piece of information. That's it's longer. It's 20 minutes that is required by everyone in our company to watch. And they're keeping track to make sure everyone watches it but it's a really great way that in the time that I have available, rather than scheduling, you know, four meetings that you yeah, get everybody into. And, you know, it's like, Hey, here's this piece of information. And because we use some of our, we, we love to use our own tools. We actually have, we can have conversations turned on, which is a, a part of, uh, on Nomeo pro like in conversations, you can have text conversations about different points of the video. So we do that a lot. Um, I think it's a great way for kind of that broadcast, uh, information and then people can listen to it faster. They can get through it. Uh, I also refer back to these kind of strategic videos often to say like, okay, what was it that we really said about that? So, you know, that's all very formal, but sometimes it's just like, we want to be informal too, right? Like, Hey, guess what? This is what we're doing. So we do this in system demos sometimes. Like when I say system demo, that's very jargony of me. I apologize. It's like, I want to show you the work that I did over the last couple of weeks during our kind of our agile methodology. We, we work in what are called sprints so over two weeks. And we're like, Here, here's the things that I, I was able to accomplish. Here's the progress. Not real formal, right? Nothing, nothing like super critical, high value, high stakes. And so it is just uh, kind of an information share out and that can work really well. And again, that might be a video, but that also could be a, like an, 
an image in an email like saying like, hey, here's the data. So you want to be thinking through maybe the ways that you can you can do that. And it doesn't have to be formal. It doesn't have to be real polished. So we're not maybe going through, think of again, the sliders, right? I might have a little bit of analysis, but it's really kind of like eh, mostly recording time and everything else is going to be super low because I'm not going to, I'm not going to really polish it up. Although a little bit of polish goes a long way, especially cutting out stuff that doesn't need to be there. So that's some ideas for information sharing. Uh, share out. So let's go to the one thing, uh, I, repeated question. This happens, you know, uh, as a manager, sometimes people come to me with the same questions over and over, different people. Uh, maybe you're working technical support, maybe you're in marketing, whatever. You have questions that come up often, or, you know, it could be even slight variations, but there's kind of base answers. So let's look at a scenario. It's maybe not every day, but often enough, coworkers, customers, and others ask the same question. Well, not might not be a hard question, it always takes a few minutes to answer. So you've probably dealt with this where you've you had to answer the same question multiple times and you're like, I'm done answering that question. Why? I've, I've shared that. Why? Like, why? Uh, and a video or an image can be a really great way. So we're going to look at two different types and we'll, let's go with the screen content first. Uh, maybe. Maybe not. Hang on one second. Got to get my slides back in order. I'm not sure why it's skipping the wrong place. Okay. Screen content. You can think about what are we going to record for this question? I love uh, just creating a PowerPoint slide. Again, we're taking it. We're let's say it's going to be a video. It's going to be an image. We can build really interesting things in PowerPoint. And then you could record that. Like, hey, here's the answer. Like, let's show you. Um, and this is assuming it's not some type of just normal screen content, but you could build out a slide deck and go through that. And, and you know, again, one, one topic, uh, but PowerPoint is really easy to record, right? And it makes a very flexible canvas. You could use Google slides, you could use whatever, but I, I like using PowerPoint just because it's, it's, again, I can kind of shape and I mean, I even here, I've got, look at these graphics I was able to put in here, but I can show things in here in a way that makes a lot of sense, uh, convey information visually, which again, we're a fan of. And if it's a video of me talking over, awesome. If it's just an image to share out, that works too. Obviously in uh, screen content, you've got all sorts of things you can do. You know, and here's, it's, it's running through some examples. You got graphs, you got showing in tools, you got even in, you know, static images or maps or whatever. You can record anything on your screen. So all of a sudden you can answer a question about anything on your screen. You know, it's like, how far is it going to be? Like, what's the path we're going to take? What, what date happened on that day? What was, where do I click to do this? And so forth and so on. So for any type of repeated question, screen content is really valuable, especially I find in this world that we live in where I'm not working with my coworkers. Some people have to go back in the office. We're sorry, uh, but I, I'm working remotely. And so, I can't go over to Jesse and say, Hey Jesse, how did you do that? How did I, where did you look to go to find that? But she can make a video that says, hey, here's how I did it in this tool, or here's where I look. Um, and you know, with, between the video and maybe a few pieces of text, I can, I can kind of self-serve at that point. And then if you gather those things together in a library, make your own library of them, you can point people like, Oh yeah, that's totally in the library. Just go there. And hopefully you can get those repeated questions to stop repeating and they know to start self-serving, which saves you time, saves you effort and so forth. Yeah, I mean, well, this other category, right? Like I can make answer questions like this. 
I can tell you, like, you ask me a question, I can record it, and we can turn it into a snippet that then gets put onto the internet and everyone can get the answer. The, the, the trick here with these repeated questions is figuring out what's the right thing to show as you're answering the question. Do they need to see something? Is it something that's going to be valuable? Or is it really maybe it's like this is, let's say we're talking about a policy. Uh, maybe someone's asking about the, your vacation policy at your organization. Do they need to see the text that says the vacation policy? I don't know. Maybe. I, I'd probably put in like if it's a certain amount of cruel per days or whatever. Maybe you want to show that so they're like, yep, I want, I know, I want to show them where they're going to maybe go. Like, hey, this is where you find it in the system in SharePoint or whatever. But maybe they also just, you want them to see like, and I'm not the vice president of human resources, but if I were, maybe I want them to see the VP of HR because that carries authority. It carries weight. And that can be powerful. Like you don't have, you, you know, look, maybe you don't trust Matt about HR stuff. Don't. I don't know anything. But our VP of HR, yeah, I'm going to trust her because she knows the answer. She helped write the policy. She understands that. So maybe there's a reason to have another person, like have a person on camera. It doesn't have to just be screen content. But should I be on camera? Does it? Oh, I, we talked about that. So I think the question is maybe. Uh, and don't be afraid of being on camera. You guys are wonderful. Look at, you know, go look in the mirror. You're wonderful. Even if you got receding hairline, you put on some weight, you know, you're ti looking tired. It's all good. You are wonderful. So should you be on camera? Not necessarily, but can you be on camera? Absolutely. Um, so here's a couple questions to ask to keep in mind as you go through repeated content, because I think it does matter. There should be different levels for internal, external, external. I would always say put a little bit more polish on it. You want to look good for your, for whoever your external audience is, internal could be a little bit more informal. You know, think about how often it's going to change or need updating. If it's going to need, if it's something that's going to change a lot, you might want to think about the structure or if not how to structure it so you can fix it later or change it later. Think about like, how can I make this at minimal cost? So it's no big deal to replace it because things change, policies change, steps change, software changes. And, and so you want to be thinking about like, hey, how do I prevent myself having to change this every couple of weeks? We want to, we want to get some life and the less time and effort and money you spend on making a video, you know, the cost to change it out, it becomes minimal because like, if it's really expensive, it's a $10,000 video, whew, that's hard to replace every couple months or six months, even a year. But if it's like, um, that, that took me three minutes, literally that's all it was is three minutes. Okay. Take the three minutes, change it out. Oops. Let me go back here real quick. Does it need to be findable? So think about how you're going to get people to find it if you make a video. Where's it going to live? What's going to be around it? Context matters. Do viewers need to see the entire process or just part of it? So sometimes you want to answer something, but you don't need to show them every single step. Now, in some cases, you're like, yep, we know people are going to miss step one and two, even though everyone knows that they need to do restart the computer or whatever it might be. So you want to show, or you can kind of, if it's a, kind of like a, an audience that you know knows, you can maybe uh, shortcut them a little bit, but you got to be careful there. Always be thinking about what you're going to show. And then when does it need it? Is it needed today? Like, are we drowning in the same answer question over and over and over? Or is it okay if it goes for a while uh, and then you can, you know, prioritize where it goes? That's it's such an important question. Where, where does this fit in the work that I need to do? Because some things I need to do now. Other things, well, that's future Matt's problem. Future Matt's got this.
Okay, so we've talked about information shareouts, repeated questions. We're going to talk about training. We'll see about feedback here, looking at my time. Uh, but training, here's our next scenario. You've been tasked to teach others at your organization a process. It could be a new system, a new tool, or maybe a new process altogether, you know, like where to find and fill out a new project form. Pretty, pretty typical kind of learning and development scenarios. I think some of these you'll start to see the overlap in terms of videos. Again, this question is really important, formal versus informal. I think for, I've seen success with both for my external customers. Because again, it's when do they need it? Do they need me to do this right now? Do they, or is it like immediate, like, just give me an answer, Matt. I just need to know how to do cursor pass in the new Camtasia 2022. Or is it like, gosh, this has got lots of going behind it. It's regulatory. Maybe it's, it's you know, compliance training. The government's going to check to make sure we're doing this. We want, we need to make sure it passes the, the legal test in terms of the, the, you know, our lawyers looking at it, whatever it might be. And that's going to change the video that you're going to make. Um, but there's room for both. Even in the same system, you might have some things that are really formal and more things that are more friendly, casual, informal. Uh, and that can work well. I think, you know, you look at the ecosystem, again, using TechSmith as an example. You look at our tutorial videos and some of our marketing videos, probably much more formal. You can go to some of our YouTube videos with Aaron and Andy, and they're still kind of formal, but they're a little bit, there's a little bit more. Aaron, especially for talking about Snagit and workplace communications, a little bit more fun. This show, I'd say, is probably pretty informal. We, yeah, we, you know, we're professional, but it's a little bit more informal in the way we go about it. So, you, but all can work, right? And again, we want to help our, if you're doing training, help your customer, internal or external. Now, video viewer study, uh, recently we looked at, um, you know, why do people choose the videos to watch videos they do? Uh, a couple things I think are important to pull out here. You know, one, descriptions match what I wanted to learn about. So if you're creating learning content for external audiences, make sure it matches. Give them a description that's going to allow them to find the thing that they're looking for. And it's going to make sense that this, what I'm looking for is what this video is going to be about. I don't want to have to watch it to figure that out. Video length was acceptable, required to watch it, was interesting title or intriguing. You know, video length, that's something we can control. We want to be cutting out all the chaff, all the extra stuff we don't need. Required to watch it. I can't do anything about that. If you, I guess you could require people to watch your videos. Interesting, intriguing. Again, you want to capture some of that attention. Uh, even internal audiences, like I hear complaints about training that people have to, I have to, oh gosh, I have to go to the safety training again. But guess what? Can we, like, what do we, I, I want to be, I want to be careful because I don't want to be too flippant, but what if it's titled, when there's an acid cloud, how not to die. That's a real course. I've mentioned it before. I actually have made that that course that worked on that at a, a, a pharmaceutical plant. And that was a real thing. It was a real concern. But that sounds so much more interesting than, you know, whatever the title of it was. I'm sure it was not. And, I, you know, I get it. Legal might not let you do that. But it's true. That's what it was. Does it look entertaining? Does it look like it's exciting? Seeing these, they've, you know, there's trust in the content author you know, it came up with the research results. So we have to be thinking externally SEO, um, you know, I've heard about or seen the video before. So maybe there's some like, oh yeah, I, I've been meaning to watch that one. Uh, had lots of good, had a lot of the views. So there's some social proof. Hey, 90 people inside my organization have already watched this. Maybe I should be 91 because I don't want to be left out. Good thumbnails. People, some people just watch stuff because they're, they're bored and some people can't remember why they watch videos. So there's a lot of reasons why people are choosing different videos 
and there might be multiple of these reasons, but it's on us to be thinking about like the right video is going to draw in that audience. And we need to be thinking about who they are and what, what is it is that what it is that's going to draw them in. Once we get them in, why do they keep watching? Well, it was easy to follow along. If your content isn't easy to follow along with, that's a problem. It's relatable and current. It works for me as the learner or the viewer, we're talking about training. So really as a learner that I can relate to it. I don't, you know, I don't really care about you as a content creator. I got my own problems. And so can I relate to this? Does this solving my problem? And, and that's what we need to be doing uh, as instructional designers, trainers, we're solving our audience's problems, how not to die, how to use a system or tool, how to be more productive, how to fill out form, whatever it might be. We want speakers that are engaging and knowledgeable, so be, be that the best you can. Uh, no monotone, no boring. Uh, and you know, if you can, you have someone who's maybe known in the organization or who becomes known as like, this is the person I, you know, I'm thinking right now, uh, a former guest and who is often in the audience, Christy Kodavan has really become like someone that's known for Camtasia, you know, crazy things he can do with Camtasia. And that's, you know, like he's engaging and knowledgeable. I know he knows stuff about Camtasia that most people probably don't. You know, we got good audio. We'll go through this quickly here, presented in a unique or humorous way. We want, again, keeps our attention, drawing them in. It's, it looks professional. It's got some good graphics to it. Uh, good storytelling. There's lots of ways to use storytelling. That's not just like having to tell a story. Uh, they're required again. See the face of the speaker. Really adds nothing to instructional value, but we're making a connection here. I hope by me being on camera, you can, I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. We're humans. We relate to each other. Good background music, interactive elements, etc., etc. All right. Uh, I don't know why there was a blank screen, but that's cool. Uh, it's just nice and great. We can just take a breath. And now we're going to go to the last one here in a little bit of time we have. Feedback. Last scenario, and then we're going to wrap up. You've been asked to provide feedback on a coworker's project. It's a mixture of PowerPoint, some e-learning, and a website. Oh, all digital content, right? So I could sit down and write out that feedback, and I could have a book. Like, hey, this, 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 and this. And sometimes I have to describe things like, well, well, you said this and I feel like, and all of a sudden that gets a little bit tricky, especially when I have to write it out because sometimes I get excited about writing things and I miss a word, <laughs> a whole word. I've even been known to miss half a sentence. Uh, and so it's like, it could be too much. On the other hand, maybe it's like, no, I don't like that. Uh, okay, that's feedback, all right, but it's not helpful feedback. So we're trying to balance giving feedback that's not too much, not too little, and we're trying to make it so they can easily digest it. And sometimes written feedback is exactly the right thing. However, sometimes uh, we, there are other things we can do. So one of the things I, I like to think about is context with feedback. Like, can they see the context I'm giving the feedback in? In terms of, like, if I'm looking at uh, an image, maybe it's a web page or something like that, like, what's around it? Do they see the thing that I'm actually talking about or am I just kind of referencing it in text, right? So if I can show them like, hey, this part right here, this graphic, do you see how it's got like, maybe there's an extra line or maybe it's the color is off. Why isn't, I, I actually did this uh, yesterday. I was giving my colleague Ryan Bort some feedback on a redesign of a document. And I said, this chart right here, it was using the text method yellow and it needed to be Camtasia green. I said, ah, you, this needs to change. And there's another spot. I'm like, hey, look at this graph. There's no green in it had all their other kind of brand colors, but there was no green. I'm like, can we, can we swap out a gray for a green? Um, so, I, but I didn't have to say much. 
I just could show it to him and be like, hey, this. And so I think that context having the kind of surrounding information really makes a difference when you're giving feedback. And that's why the right video and the right image make a difference. Ah, yes. The thing that you can't get across very well in writing, because, well, maybe you can. I am not a great writer at times. I, I think I'm an okay writer. But when I write, sometimes what's not coming through is the tone. Is this like super critical? Kind of like, you, this is so important. You need to understand this. Or is it more like, well, I mean, you could, you know, like, Video, audio, it conveys such a rich depth of understanding that what it's going to allow you to do is actually help your person you're giving feedback to to really understand where you're coming from. And they can see your face even. Yeah. Uh, you know what? This part, it's it's still really good. But, you know, like you're going to get that sound. You're going to get the nuance of what they're trying to convey non-verbally and not with not the words on the paper because you're going to hear it. You're going to hear it in their voice if they're going to hesitate. Again, I'm going to go back to my, the vice president of marketing, Sherry Powers. She does this sometimes and I can hear like the uncertainty. Like she's like, I'm going to give you this feedback, but mm, you know, you can tell she's still kind of wavering or noodling on it. And that's super helpful context for me because I could be like, ah, well, I'm going to maybe wait on doing anything with this and clear up the things that were certain. And then I can come back to this and then maybe we need to have a conversation about it. So I love, you know, the things that we are un maybe unsaid, or you can just say more and then write it out in text. Okay. Whew. I just love this. We're talking about the right picture. I found this random picture of chicken nuggets on the internet. Uh, visual, visual unsplash.com. Uh, I think brands sometimes put pictures up there. So I just, if you're wondering, if you're listening to podcasts, it is a picture of pic chicken nuggets with faces and about to be eaten, I suppose. Ah, look at that. If we're giving you points, you got three diamonds in the rough. All right. Uh, so in, along all the way of choosing the right image, you can see there's tons of stuff in the process of doing this, right? There's lots of things that might get in your way. One, you might be thinking, oh, this all takes so much time or this is so difficult or, or whatever, 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 right? There's always going to be roadblocks to doing this. It, you know, I'll be honest, making videos is not always the fastest way to get something done. It might be a clearer way to get things done at time, but it's not always going to be the fastest. And sometimes you're like, do I need that level of clarity? And so as you're doing these things and you're choosing, you're going to want to be thinking about, yep, this, this is worth it. Or, you know, this roadblock, I don't need to make this trip right now. It's okay. Uh, you know, you're going to want to think about what things are going to get in your way, you know, in terms of, oh, that's really hard to record or I don't have the right setup or, you know, that person really needs to be the person and they're scheduled out for three months. I can't do it. So, but you know, if you can find a, a way around it, then that's pretty awesome. I started off at the beginning that a lot of people are afraid of this process. They're afraid of being, and they're self-conscious of being on camera. Uh, I can only say that you have the capacity to do this. If that's your concern, that's your fear, that's the thing that's stopping you, know that you have my vote of confidence. And I know that doesn't change anything for anybody other than say like, hey, give it a go. Make your video and put it out there and see what happens. You know, people give me feedback all the time. I'm going to, let me address something here that in our last video, our guests chose to be in a space that they were recording that was less than ideal. And they did it, right? I, I have less control over my guests than I have over my own situation. And it wasn't ideal, it wasn't perfect. But that's, you know what, I'm okay because 
they still were able to get their information across. I, I think if we were to do different things, a different setting, different, if it wasn't the show, we probably would have made a bigger deal. Now, have I learned some stuff? Absolutely. We're going forward. We're going to be much harder on those guests. Make sure they, they're using the right microphones in the right space. Uh, however, we did it. It's over. I can't change the past. So let's just move on to the next thing and get better at it. So if you don't like the way you look or sound on video, know that you've got my voice conference. Do you want me ever to watch it and listen to it? I will. And I'll tell you how great you are every single time. Next, make the video, make, make the image, just do it. You're going to make it's the first one. You know, we actually had a conversation about this recently. People don't want to make a bad video, but guess what? Your first one, it's always going to be one of your worst videos because it's your first one. So make your hundredth, get to the point where you're making your hundredth video and you can look back and say, yeah, that first video stunk. But, but look at my hundredth video. It's pretty good. I've still got, you're still going to grow and still going to get better. Manage your time. I, you know, I'm a fan of using video and images, but you've got to manage your time. You've got to manage your guests' time. Your whoever your guests talking like everyone's on the show. Your audience's time. You want to be mindful how much time they're going to have to put into it. That's why it's important that we edit. That's why important why we cut things out. That's why important that we're conveying things at the right time in the right place in the right way and not trying to just pigeonhole into one medium. The images are right. Video can be right. Text can be right. All these things can work together so that the right thing can come through at the right time because we don't want people to feel like. I cannot spend another 10 hours watching videos just to get caught up on information. That would be the death knell. That would be problematic for everybody, right? Make sure in all of your processes as well, you are sharing to the right destination. You're thinking about this early on. You're getting to, you know, whether it's YouTube or to screencast or your LMS or your internal network drive, wherever you think it makes sense to share, make sure you've worked that process out so you're not like, Oh no, I made a video. I don't know where to share it. Or, Ooh, I put that video there. And now that audience can't get to it or it doesn't make sense. Maybe it doesn't make sense to be public on YouTube. Maybe it makes sense to be behind a, a, a gated system because you're going to have a small number of people that you want to see it. Be thinking about your audience. How are they going to watch it? Where, how, you know, are they going to watch it on their phone? How are they going to get to it? We, we need to push more our stuff. Like let's go watch each other stuff. Go, go watch the things that, you know, you want, make sure your audience is getting to it. Make sure they know where it is. Email them, text them, send them a Slack message, uh, you know, put post on your blog, do whatever so that people are going to watch it and then encourage them if particularly internally, share it, share it with your, your coworker, make sure everyone's getting to see it. You know, our internal videos, we just hear like, Hey, we've got about 40 more people inside the organization that need to watch it. And that you bet I'm checking with my staff to say like, Hey, did you guys, watch? are we done? Are we good? Are we're not the weak link here? Are we? Uh, and so we want to make sure that you're thinking about how your audience is going to watch this. Then this is tough. Will your audience watch? I don't know. I can't tell you if your audience is going to watch. I hope they watch, uh, but you need to make sure that they can find it. So they will, and then make content that they're going to want to watch or they need to watch and make it in a way so that they keep coming back. So I appreciate everyone so much who keeps coming back to our show every week, every other couple weeks. It, it means, it means the world to me. Thank you. And you know who you are at the end of the day, when you're choosing your images, you're choosing your videos, there are, we are not Harry Potter. There is no magic wand. There is no crystal ball to this. It is, it is effort. It is work. And I can tell you that it is worthwhile work. It's worthy work. It's good work. 
Uh, and we have to be careful that we're not so caught up in doing it that we don't, we miss the other things. But I, but I know from personal experience that the more that I do this, I use the right, try to use the right image, use the right video, the better off I think my audience is, the better off I think my staff, the people I work with, my coworkers, my colleagues, my friends, they're better. And so we want to do the, we want to do the work. We want to think, think through these problems so we're getting them to the right things, not just what's most convenient for us, but it's also convenient for them. All right. Well, we are, look at that. We're got the, we'll put the question slides up, but I'm going to switch back to uh, just me here. So I hope this is inspiring. I hope this is helpful as you go through it. I just want to point out if you're interested in more kind of the visual communication, workplace comm stuff, we got a whole whole other set of content for you on the TechSmith Academy with our Level Up course. You'll go see, you can go watch a whole other version of this presentation. I've probably said very different things then. Uh, I've modified for my audience, but hopefully you found this helpful and that you're going to take away from this some thoughts and ideas of how you can choose the right image and video and when, really when the right time is to use the right image and the right video and hopefully you'll apply it well. So, uh, I don't know if we uh, have any questions or not, but I, as we're waiting for just kind of, we'll take it for the last minute or two. Uh, let me just say, again, you're always welcome to email us at the visual lounge at techsmith.com with any comments, questions, suggestions, thoughts. You can find us on social media. We are happy to, I am happy to personally answer the questions. Uh, you know, I answer comments on the YouTube video. I go and look at what's happening with our podcast. Uh, we always love it when people like and subscribe because that, again, it's a signal. It tells us that, hey, this was worth my time and we appreciate it. So it doesn't look like, like that. Anybody else is going to say any comments are coming in today or questions. So I want to thank Jesse O'Donnell for doing our social media monitoring. She does this every single week. She is fantastic. Appreciate her interacting in the chat. Thank you to our longtime uh, people who come and watch. We're grateful also to TechSmith who sponsored the show and make sure that it can go on every week. We will be in the back next week talking about six problems I still continue to make. And then following that, we'll be talking next week after that, at end of June, we'll be talking about TechSmith Audience. With that said, everybody, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we hope you take a little time to level up every single day. Take care. Mm -hmm.